0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayanna Simone, and I am your host for this podcast. And if you want to know more about who I am and what I do, be sure to head on over to my website at ayannasimone.com. And make sure that you sign up to become a member so I can stay connected with you every Wednesday via email. And if you want to stay closely connected to the podcast, be sure to follow To Be Heard Podcast on Instagram. That way you can stay in touch with each and every episode. But today, I am so excited to be back for the second To Be Heard Tuesday of season two. You guys know that we kicked off this brand new season last week with basically just an introduction episode where I was able to reintroduce both the podcast and myself in that episode so that we're all on the same page as to what we can expect this next six months of To Be Heard podcast. But even further, I had the honor and the privilege. Of reminding us all of something that we so desperately needed in 2020 that being of course hope hope needed to be heard last week on the first episode of season two Uh, because you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Like 2020 has been the craziest year to date, in my opinion. Of course, I'm only 20. So this is the craziest year that I've seen in my lifetime. But it's just been back to back to back with, you know, bad news, bad reports. And inevitably, I think we've been led to believe that we should just be hopeless. Like, look at how bad this year has been. Why have any hope? But last week, I was able to provide hope for us all, reminding us of what Romans 8, 35, but especially what 37 says. It's that beautiful reminder of having overwhelming victory through Christ in Christ Jesus alone. And while that's a good enough reason to celebrate, in my opinion, like, We could party all day about that, about having overwhelming victory in Jesus. But even further, Romans 8.37 followed up with even a sweeter reminder of the fact that that Jesus that we have overwhelming victory through, he actually really loves us. And there's a reason why I started off season two of To Be Heard podcast in that way, because I really want you to get that this season, With every To Be Hurt Tuesday you tune into, I want that to be the takeaway from every episode. Like, I want you to get it. I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. And yes, I'm talking to you. Even the person who you're listening to this right now and you're like, listen, if you knew my story, if you knew my situation, even now, there's no way that Jesus Christ loves me. But I'm here to remind you today on this to be heard Tuesday that Jesus Christ loved you so much that it literally drove him to death. Like he died on the cross for you 2,000 years ago and then rose again three days later so that you could also have new life in him. And that's a strong love that, again, he has especially for you, whoever is listening right now. But today on this To Be Hurt Tuesday, I do kind of want to lean in just a bit further as to what we already discussed as far as Romans 8.37 is concerned, that we have overwhelming victory through Christ. And I actually want to over-communicate that message today on this To Be Heard Tuesday, emphasizing the fact that this overwhelming victory, the verse states very plainly, this overwhelming victory is available through Christ, meaning this overwhelming victory is available through Christ and Christ alone. And this verse lets us know that Christ, the fact that we have overwhelming victory through him and him alone, it lets us know that he is the ultimate victor. Like Jesus Christ is the winner of every story. He is the winner of the story of the gospel. He's the ultimate warrior, the undefeated champion. His name is Jesus Christ, and we have overwhelming victory through him. And there's a reason why, again, I'm saying it over and over again. I want to over-communicate this on purpose. And that's because, again, the only way, the only way, the only God that we have overwhelming victory through is Jesus Christ. And I'm aware today that this message that Romans 8, 37 proclaims, I'm aware that this message is very controversial when it comes to culture, like culture would beg to differ with Romans 8, 37. And you guys know that To Be Heard podcast is a place where culture is challenged. But I'm here to deliver this today. Despite what culture would say, this is the truth that we have overwhelming victory only through Christ. The verse does not say overwhelming victory through merely being a good person or overwhelming victory through religion even. We found out last week that overwhelming victory is not available through social media or the news or, you know, culture today. And that goes without saying, but overwhelming victory is available through christ and you may be listening to this today and you're like okay i actually don't agree with that and this whole idea of there only being one way in fact jesus describes himself in john 14 6 as the way the truth and the life and you may beg to differ and of course with with what culture teaches I've heard some preachers say before, the way that they describe culture, um, they've described it as a Burger King culture, which I think is hilarious, but I get their point and I agree. It's this have it your way mentality, you know, like whatever way you choose, however way you want to go, you can find victory anywhere. And that's not true. The overwhelming victory that is available for us is only available through Jesus Christ. Any other way is a counterfeit. Jesus Christ is the answer. But even if you're listening to this today and this whole idea of there only being one way is actually very offensive to you, I encourage you to find out for yourself whether or not God is real. I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. I encourage you to ask those hard questions. Do the big research to find out for yourself whether God is real and God is true. Because I can tell you, honestly, there's some Christian leaders that I personally admire that many of them, they started off as atheists. And it was when they did the research for themselves and they sought diligently for the truth and they found it and they found that Jesus Christ was the answer. A bit of my own story, I remember being a 12 year old girl and some of you already know this about my story. But, you know, growing up in a Christian home and in a Christian church, um, by the time I got to 12 years old, I remember I was going through a really tough time and I told my parents this and I just made it up in my mind that, I wasn't going to believe in Jesus anymore and I started to identify as an atheist. Honestly, I was 12 years old but it was when I had an encounter with the love of God. I just became so completely convinced of his goodness but of his existence as well. Like I could not deny that he was real and so I started doing my own research as far as, you know, reading through scripture and just asking those hard questions and when I looked diligently for the truth, I found it. So Again, like if you don't agree with what I'm saying, you don't have to take my word for it. You can find out for yourself, and I encourage that, but... It does kind of break my heart to know that so many people are out there and they don't believe in God, which, you know, again, you can find out for yourself. But I'm here to tell you today on this To Be Heard Tuesday, I'm aware of my responsibility as your host to give you the truth anytime I'm sitting behind this microphone. And I want to give you the answer early, just straight up. God is real and his word is true. But even on top of that, what I want to dive into a bit today on this To Be Heard Tuesday is the fact that not only do people not believe in God, but they also don't believe in the devil, which I'm here to tell you again that not only is God real, but the devil is also real. Despite what you believe, again, I'm just here to give you the plain truth. And the truth is that the devil exists. And not only that, now what I'm going to say next, you might want to brace yourselves because this is a hard truth that I'm going to provide today to you on this To Be Hurt Tuesday. But not only is the devil real, but the devil hates you. Yes, I'm talking about you. Whether you're listening to this and you are a devout atheist, the devil hates you. If you're listening to this and you are a devout Christian, The devil hates especially you, but even if you worship the devil himself, yes, I'm going there. If you identify as a Satanist, as a devil worshiper, I need you to know that he doesn't care that you're on his side. He doesn't care that you've made him your God. He doesn't care that you're on his team. The devil hates even you. He hates even you and you worship him. That's the truth. And, you know, 1 Peter 5, 8 actually exposes him pretty well. I'm talking about the enemy. Peter warns us. He says to watch out for the enemy, the devil, who's prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Recognize what that says there. It says looking for someone to devour, not a Christian to devour, not just an atheist to devour. It doesn't say looking for black people to devour, white people, young, old people. It says he's just looking for someone, someone to devour. He doesn't care who you are. He hates you. Now, many of you are listening to this right now and you're like, hold on, girl. Like, I didn't do anything. Okay, I've been neutral this entire time. What does the enemy have to do with me? Like, why does he hate me? You want to know why the enemy hates you? It's because God loves you. That's why the enemy hates you. It's because you have God's affection. In the moment you get a hold of that and you have a beautiful revelation of the love of God and just understanding how wide and deep and long and high is the love of Christ, and you start living that abundant life that Jesus Christ died for you to have, you become a threat to the enemy. Like I was reading this verse yesterday and this verse I am counting it as the most bizarre verse in all of scripture. It is crazy. Like I literally had a hard time believing it, but I'm talking about John 14:12 where Jesus, he's speaking here in John 14:12 and he says that anyone who believes in him, anyone who believes in Jesus Christ will do even greater works than Jesus did. Do you understand why that is so crazy? We are talking about Jesus Christ here. Jesus Christ too. He himself rose from the dead. He also raised other people from the dead. Literally brought life to a dead thing, a dead body. He walked on the water. He took five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 people with it, with leftovers. He healed the sick, cast out devils. And Jesus says, if we believe in him, We will do even greater works than that. What? No wonder why the enemy hates you. Because if we get a hold of that, we can do some real damage to the enemy's camp. I'm talking about destruction and annihilation. If we get a hold of that. So, what the enemy does, he steals and he kills and destroys to keep us from knowing the love of God. Because if we get a hold of it, he's just reminded that he is doomed. And so I want to dive deeper into what that means, understanding, of course, what Romans 8.37 says, that Jesus is the victor. We have overwhelming victory through him because Jesus Christ is the ultimate winner. And on top of this, having that revelation of Jesus Christ being the winner of the story, today I want to remind us all of something that we cannot forget. And I honestly feel like we have forgotten. I know in my own personal life, I've forgotten this many times, but I want to remind us all of something today that through Jesus Christ, okay, we have overwhelming victory, meaning that Jesus is the winner of the story. We have to understand that with Jesus as the winner, we cannot forget. And I'm reminding us today on this To Be Hurt Tuesday, that Satan is a loser, Okay, and I love how my generation jokes about taking the L, and I think it's so funny when we say that, but you want to talk about taking an L? Satan took the biggest L of all time. Like, his loss was so, it's like embarrassing about how bad he lost. He is the ultimate loser. And the reason why I've decided to expose him today on To Be Heard podcast is because even though Satan is the loser, he would much rather have us believe that we're the losers in the story. And that's not true. But I want to take time to clarify this today, understanding, again, I'm over communicating Romans 837 on purpose understanding that we have overwhelming victory through Jesus, in Jesus alone. There's no other way besides Jesus that we have overwhelming victory. The reason why I'm saying that over and over again, realizing that Jesus is the winner, Satan is the loser, we have to understand that we're not the losers, and I'm going to dive deeper into that in a bit. We're not the losers, as Satan would have us to believe, but for those who put their faith in Jesus Christ, we're not the winners either. I just clarified that Jesus is the winner. We didn't do anything to gain the victory. We have to understand that. In fact, Romans 5.8 talks about this, where it says that Jesus Christ died for us while we were still sinners. So we did nothing to gain the victory. We weren't the ones on the cross. We didn't die for our own sins. That was Jesus. But Jesus, in his kindness and in his love, He let us take part of that victory and to share in that victory and inherit that victory when we put our faith in him. Again, overwhelming victory through Christ Jesus. So we didn't win. We're not the winners of the story. That's Jesus. And those who put our faith in him, we can celebrate because while we did nothing to win the victory, we still have overwhelming victory in him through him. We're not the winners, but we're not the losers of the story. But I do want to say this, and I'm going to be sensitive when I say this, but it's important that you hear this today on To Be Heard Podcast, that if your faith is not in Jesus Christ, you're not on the winning team. You can be on the winning team. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. You can make that decision today. You can put your faith in Jesus today and have overwhelming victory through him. But there's no other way besides Jesus Christ that this overwhelming victory is available. And I clarify all this again to say that with Satan as the loser of the story, we have to be aware of the fact that he wants to convince the children of God that we're the losers in the story. And according to Romans 8:37, that is not true. So not only is he a loser, but I also want to expose the enemy today as a liar. He is a lying loser, and we don't have to flip too far in our Bibles to see this. I mean, the enemy has been lying from the jump, okay? So I'm going back to the beginning in Genesis when the world just came out, okay? Earth was brand new, and God made, of course, Adam and Eve in the garden, but he's speaking to Adam, and God says, you know, Adam, you can eat from any tree in the garden except for this one. If you eat of this tree, you will die. That's what God warns Adam in the beginning. And the very first time we see Satan, the very first time we see the devil mentioned in the Bible, is in this scene in the garden where he comes up to Eve and he asks her a question. He says, Did God really say, you can't eat from this tree, the, the forbidden tree. And Eve explains, you know, yeah, he said, don't eat from this tree, because if we do, we're going to die. And the enemy, lying like a mug, he tells her that she won't die, that if she eats from the tree, God's just concerned that Eve's going to become more like God. And that is not what God said. You see how he's just, he's been lying for a long time. That's when the earth just came out. Like he's been lying for a really long time. And we even see in Jesus's day, and this is something that I love to study. I'm talking about Matthew 4 and Luke 4, where the Bible records the time when Jesus was actually tempted by the devil. And the significant part about that temptation is that Jesus was actually led into temptation immediately after baptism. And it was when he was baptized is when God speaks a word over him that confirms that Jesus is the son of God. God says very clearly after Jesus was baptized, God said, this is my son talking about Jesus in whom I'm well pleased. And immediately the Bible records Jesus being led into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And immediately when the enemy comes up to him, The very first thing the enemy says is, if you are the son of God, a direct challenge to the word of God, God literally just spoke, this is my son in whom I'm all pleased. And the enemy comes up and says, well, if you are the son of God, and he tries to get Jesus to do whatever the enemy wanted him to. Do you realize the pattern here? God speaks and the enemy shows up with a lie in the garden. God spoke, don't eat from the tree. The enemy comes up. Yes, you can eat from the tree. Jesus, you know, God speaks, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The enemy, if you are the son of God, do you realize this pattern here? He's been doing this for a long time. And the reason why I love to study the um, scene in the Bible where Jesus was tempted is because I can totally relate to that. Like, I will be in just a very sweet, beautiful, intimate moment with Jesus, just in a time of worship and prayer. And I'll just feel so reminded of the call on my life. Like he'll just confirm that in these moments that I have with him, just again, by reading scripture and praying, And I'll walk out of those encounters and out of those moments feeling just so encouraged and reminded more about who he is and who I am in him. And it would just be this wonderful revelation. And it would be that very night. And this is a pattern in my life, but it would be that very night when the enemy would come and he would try to get me to believe his lies. And I'll start thinking, you know, Maybe I'm not called to be a writer because I'm not the best writer out there, or maybe I should hold off on the podcast. Like, he will try to get me to believe these lies. It's a pattern, and he does this all the time, and I'm exposing him again today because he's a lying loser. But even further, not only is he a loser, not only is he a liar, but he's actually really little too. And it's important that I bring this up because when I was a little girl and I would learn about, you know, the devil and whatnot growing up in a Christian home and in a Christian church, in my head, please keep in mind that I am a creative writer, so I often think in stories and scenes, but... In my mind, I often saw the enemy as this like big bad person, you know, like he was just as big as God was. So God, you know, God is big and he has his power and then this, and then Satan's also big and he has his power. But the only difference is that Satan uses his power for evil. That's not even remotely true because even I would picture it as like some some sports game, almost like, you know, it would be God versus Satan. And all of us would be thinking, you know, Satan has had a really great season, you know, he's been doing good, his game has been up this season. And God, you know, we know he's undefeated, but he may want to watch out for this Satan, like he might just lose this one, like as if there's some suspense about who's going to win the war. That's nonsense. Just as a spoiler alert, if you didn't know this, you should probably hear this today on To Be Heard podcast and turn your volume up for this because, spoiler alert, God wins every single time. Every battle that he's in, he wins. Just as a heads up, okay? God wins all the time. There is no suspense about who's going to win when God's in it. Just to give you a heads up, but even Psalms 40 verse 5, it makes it very clear. It's, It's talking about the Lord. It says you have no rival again talking about the Lord like God does not have a rival and even further I would say that Isaiah 40 starting in verse 12 all the way down to I believe verse 31 to finish off that chapter but that entire um, passage of scripture talks about how God has no equal that there's no one who could rival against God like we have to understand that God is not intimidated by Satan. He doesn't bat an eye like he already knows who's going to win. And again, spoiler alert, it's the Lord. And so in summary, for this To Be Hurt Tuesday, we have to understand that Satan is a little lying loser. And it was my joy today to remind us all of that because I've got to be honest with you on the podcast. When I got hold of the fact that the enemy was nothing but a little lying loser, I was actually so embarrassed because I'm like, I let a loser lie to me. Like all of those years that I questioned my purpose, I questioned my calling. That was all coming from a loser. And I was so like disgusted with myself. Like, Yana, you let a loser talk to you like that? Like, are you serious? And we even, I mean, we have to remind the enemy of what Jesus said, the last three words that Jesus said on the cross. According to John 19 30, the last three words that Jesus spoke on the cross before he died, he said, it is finished. Do you know what that means? That means the enemy is defeated. Not just the enemy, not just the devil, but the devil and all his little cousins too. I'm talking death, hell, the grave, sin, guilt, shame, all of them, that entire family is defeated by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's about time we remind the enemy like, wasn't that you? When Jesus said it is finished, like, wasn't he talking about you? How embarrassing. The enemy lost big time. And I don't, here's what I don't want to happen on To Be Heard podcast is that you tune into a To Be Hurt Tuesday. I give you something from scripture. You click off and then you let the enemy lie to you. Don't let a loser lie to you, okay? I'm telling you, once I got that revelation, I just started to get bold. Like, you are not going to talk to me like that. Like, Satan, you are a loser. I have overwhelming victory through Jesus Christ. So you can't talk to me like that. Even, I mean, going back to that scene, that scene where Jesus was tempted in Matthew 4, it's recorded in that gospel that eventually Jesus, he was just fed up by the enemy schemes and and fed up with the temptation. And he told Satan, he said, get out of here, Satan. And I think that's something we all need to tell the enemy. And listen, being the to be heard I am, I'm like, I'm definitely going to say that because it's like, you can get out of here, Satan. We could start telling the enemy, honestly, and this is just me being the to be heard I am. okay? but I'm like Satan, he can literally go back to hell (laughs) like you could go back to hell with your lies because that's where the lies came from, from the pit of hell. I'm like, you can return to sender. Like, I don't need to take this. When I start to entertain those lies, I have to tell myself the enemy is a loser. Satan is a loser. We cannot forget that. Like now when I hear lies, I'm like, you lost Satan. You are the loser here. Like you can go somewhere with that. Like I'm not believing that lie for a minute. And we ought to tell the enemy to go back where he came from. And so I'm saying this to you today again so that you're aware of the fact that there is an enemy and he does hate you keep in mind that while First Peter 5 8 does say he's prowling around like a roaring lion it doesn't say he is a roaring lion he's a fraud he's an imposter okay he's a little lying loser and you don't have to let him taunt you any longer you don't have to let him convince you that you're a loser any longer because if you put your faith in Jesus Christ you have overwhelming victory that's your war cry you don't have to believe those lies and hey If you don't have your faith in Jesus Christ, I encourage you. Romans 8.37 reminds us that not only do we have overwhelming victory through Christ, But he also loves us. So I encourage you. Again, I mean, there's so many To Be Hurt Tuesdays to come where we can dive more into what that means. And I want to give you plenty of opportunities to put your faith in Jesus. But you can do that today. You can have overwhelming victory through Jesus Christ today. And together, we can tell the enemy, literally, go back to where you came from. And it was an honor to remind us all of that on this To Be Hurt Tuesday. And, of course, I can't wait to dive into into a bit more of what that means in regards to our position over the enemy. But if you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to follow or subscribe on whatever listening platform you're tuned into. And don't forget to rate this episode and leave a review so I can know what you're loving right here on To Be Heard Podcast. Hopefully I can connect with you on the To Be Heard Podcast Instagram page. I'd love to connect with you there, but I cannot wait to sit behind this mic again on the next To Be Hurt Tuesday right here on To Be Hurt Podcast.